0: The volume. All right, welcome into another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. Alex Monaco here breaking down the AFC North. I got to start. With a wedding crashers quote, baby. Who takes in football? That's what Maryland does. Hey, if you don't know the scene, do yourself a solid go watch Vince Vaughn playing quarterback with Bradley Cooper playing DN here. But as we dive into this division, I want to preface it with a couple of things. This AFC versus NFC, and I made this reference the other day. It really is like when Vince McMahon split up the talent in the WWF, now WWE, put half the talent on Raw, half the talent on SmackDown. This is what it is. Everybody who is box office, not named the Eagles, Cowboys, and Niners, are in the AFC. Go down the list of rosters, go down the list of quality quarterbacks. So as we dive in here, I've already spoken on the AFC East I got a couple of teams and then some on the overs and making the playoffs from that division. And I look at the AFC West, it's the Chiefs to lose. There's going to be a quality club and it's coming from this division, maybe two going home when it comes to January football. As we dive in, we have to start with the cream of the crop here in the AFC North. Colin Cowherd's. Guest once a week on the Colin Cowherd podcast, Joe Burrow, baby, and the Cincinnati Bengals coming in off a 12 and four season. And this was a Super Bowl hangover out the gate, right? They started out pretty much a win loss, win loss. I, I believe it was 0 and 2 out the gate, but four and four to start the campaign and you end 12 and four. I mean, a win streak of a month in the NFL league is incredible and eight game two month schedule you cannot understate it but they did lose a couple of players in free agency we know about von bell gone jesse bates gone hayden Hurst is gone samaji p ryan is gone a little bit of issues with mixing off the field for the most part though top 10 defense returning i got In the minivan of AFC quarterbacks on their way to the Galifianakis Vegas dance in the Super Bowl. It's Patrick driving, and I've told this this to you already, it's Joe Burrow in shotgun, and Josh Allen is in the back now. This is the Bengals' second best team to me in the AFC, but believe it or not, I'm going to give you my winner of the division in a sec. I'm on them over 11 and a half wins at plus money, but I got a weird feeling something is not going to go according to the Hollywood script with this club. You look at them on offense, you can go on and on about them. Plus 96 in the point differential department, six and one at home, the best team protecting home field in the AFC North unequivocally. The questions lie in this division, who by the way has a cup Cake, AFC other division opponents this year and a cupcake out of conference division. The AFC North has the luxury of playing the AFC South and the NFC West. The AFC South has the Texans, the Colts, the lowly Titans, the NFC West we know has the Kyler Murray-less Cardinals. We got maybe Stetson Bennett getting playing time by the end of this Ram season. It could be a very, very compelling AFC North. Just looking at the strength of schedule here, coupling that with the fact that you got three of four teams in this division, top 10 in defensive points against, and top 10 in a lot of key defensive categories. But let's start with this Bengals team. Now, you win the division, you get a first place schedule. You go tit for tat. And I gotta be honest, I'm I'm losing sleep over the Bengals or the Ravens winning this division. I look at the Bengals. I like them to be a 12 and five club, but I'm concerned about a non-contact calf injury with our colleague, Joey Burrow. And, And Zach Taylor has very much stuck to the script, very press conference, almost Derek Jeter, Tom Brady saying something by saying nothing. He keeps saying several weeks, several weeks. Well, if you look at the week one line movement for the Browns Bengals dance, that is telling you Burrow ain't playing week one. That's for sure. How do we sit here and say that this Bengals team is a great bet to win the division, when the franchise quarterback, and his health is in question? Now, I expect him to suit up by mid-September, sure, but you look at this dance, let's call it a Kentucky Derby, furlong to furlong, it's neck and neck with the Ravens and the Bengals, and say what you will about the Bengals, as good as they are in the conference, as great as they are on paper... Three and three in the division. Burrow does not dominate his familiar foes like you would think he does. So the combination of the health, the combination, it's also a contract year coming up for a couple of key guys. Someone's going to get paid. Someone's going to get snubbed. I'm looking at the juju between the Bengals and the Ravens, and I lean Baltimore as far as what I'm seeing before this season kicks off, but I got him at 12 wins. Now that is going to be something I don't encourage you to punch in till we get closer to the regular season. If anything, you're going to have that number go down if Burroughs injury proves to be substantial. But, you know, the first play schedule, this Bengals team has to play the Chiefs and the Ravens don't. You start to get fickle and in the weeds like that. How do you feel great, great about the Bengals winning this division? They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be more than likely one of the last two, absolutely four teams remaining in this conference. I'm just concerned about a guy who's had an injury pass. And this is the thing with burrow and sports broadcasting sports, radio sports, media narratives. No, one's really coming down on this guy for being as injured as he's been well before his late tw- late 20s and even 30s. That, to me, just makes me feel lukewarm about them winning the division, especially when they're the chalk. So I'm on them, but I don't love them. I'm looking at this Baltimore Ravens team, and I got to be honest, 10-7 and 7 win club last year with a banged-up Lamar, plus 35 in point differential, you know about what this company culture is but two elements to me that again football is weird like this there's certain things off the field or certain things in the locker room that can contribute to the to the product on the field and i'm looking at this ravens team who by the way has a cupcake schedule through the first eight weeks i'll talk that out in a second you lock in your franchise quarterback this has been an issue like with Dak in Dallas. It's been years, years. Are they going to pay Lamar? Are they not? They pay him. They go out and they get him Odell Beckham. They go out and they draft Zay Flowers, who I got to be honest, a couple of weeks ago, I was a little low on as far as fantasy upside, just because this team does not run to pass all the time. They run to run top three offense, running the ball again last year coming in, but You look at what they're doing on offense and you take the long-term lock-in with Lamar and you couple it with Greg Roman out and Todd Monken in. Todd Monken, if you don't know who he is, it was the Georgia offensive coordinator, 34-year-old, young guy, by the way. But this dude has had back-to-back bulldog championships, natties on his resume. And I've been reading up on him and I've been seeing a little bit here and there of Lamar talking about him. And listen to the difference in how he talks about Monkin. He says, I have an idea for a play. I have something I want to try. Monkin's all in. When you have, and to give you a little cowherd analogy here, you have a Brad Pitt working with a Tarantino, and Tarantino takes the I'm the director, you're the actor role, and you can't tell me nothing, versus I'm open to dialogue. I'm open to suggestions. I'm open to new creative angles to make this scene better. That's what's happening right now in Baltimore. Nobody's talking about it because, again, this is in the weeds. But a new offensive coordinator with a locked in, good vibes Lamar cannot be understated here's the other thing this is a team that yes they need lamar jackson but you look at what they did eight and four with lamar and still got into the tournament the playoff tournament with huntley this is what's called excellent coaching excellent infrastructure And a team that has always played great defense. I mean, you look at the defensive points against, they are the best team defensively in the division. Now they do have some questions at cornerback. I don't love Humphrey getting hurt, but this is a team that has so many assets and so much firepower. And again, does the little things correctly. I have I have a hard time not only slamming over nine and a half wins here, and it's juiced at minus 170. This is a team that I gotta be honest, I think at plus two ten, depending where you shop, could steal this division. I, I mean, Burrow hurt with a Ravens good vibes locker room and health being prominent in this moment here. J.K. was hurt. Stanley, Lamar, you can go on down the list. A lot of banged up guys. They still went 10-7. and seven. I'm very high on Baltimore. I think this is a team you can capitalize on before the season starts. And this isn't like if Burrow gets hurt and who the heck is starting a backup quarterback A faceless picture in Madden. You have Huntley. Huntley has proven that he is a guy that can come in and you can plug and play him. Also, Looking at the beginning of this uh beginning of the schedule, as I mentioned, through the first eight weeks of the season, you got the Texans, the Colts, the Cardinals, the Titans, the Lions, and a couple of divisional games. This is a six and two, do I dare say seven and one start for the Baltimore Ravens? Plus two ten is gonna be long gone by then. So I'm looking at this club. I'm feeling great about them. And To me, they are the team that is the value play. We put them in tier one next to the Bengals. And again, let me just remind you, I'm not off the Bengals in any way. Your franchise quarterback just hurt his calf. This guy's had an ACL. He's had had so many already troubling cause for concern injuries, but he's protected by the media. What is really going on? Zach Taylor, several weeks... I'm sorry, I'll go with a healthier quarterback and, say what you will, the better defense and the best defense in the division. I got the Ravens at plus 210, baby. And one of my favorite bets of any win totals is the Ravens getting to 10 and 7. Swallow the juice, it's worth the squeeze with the busy fall season just around the corner you might be looking for wholesome convenient meals for jam-packed days factor america's number one ready-to-eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with chef prepared dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door you'll save time eat well and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle and i gotta be honest For me, moving a mile a minute, working in sports, sports is sun up to sun down, baby. I have to find quick, healthy, convenient meals. This is factor. Not to mention they're fresh. They're never frozen. They're ready in just two minutes. No cleanup. This is exactly what I need for a guy with over under two and a half items in his fridge, not including factor. So if you're interested like I am, you can Head to Factormeals.com slash Monaco50 and use code MONACO50 to get 50% off. That's code MONACO50 at Factormeals.com slash Monaco50 to get 50% off. Now I want to talk out this Cleveland Browns team. I'm really back and forth on them because you look at PFF's offensive line grading's. And they're the second best ranked offensive line. Nick Chubb, you can make a case, is the best running back in the NFL. I mean, third best as far as yards last year. He went over 1,500. He had the most runs of 20 plus yards last year with 13, next closest was 10. He was tied for fourth in rushing touchdowns. No Kareem Hunt in the mix. I'm looking at these guys and I'm saying, all right, two elements of what the Browns are going to be. They're going to be an incredible offense as far as running the football. And I would like to say protecting Deshaun Watson. The thing with Deshaun Watson here is who are we getting? What version? Because, Oh, he came in after the 11 game suspension. He didn't have a full season. What was he doing? With his first two and a half months of his time, was he really studying? Was he really grinding? Because I got to be honest, you go you go tit for tat year to year here, 58% completion percentage and embarrassing seven tugs and five interceptions, a 79 QBR. He's never had less than a 98. Uh, who is Deshaun Watson? Where is the real life karma for giving a guy like this and causing a ton of domino effect issues in the NFL with this guaranteed contract? Where do we lie in the sand with Deshaun? But again, this is business, not personal. Have to separate the two. The facts are you have the best offensive line in the in the division. And the facts are you have the best running game outside our best running back, excuse me, in the division. The best running game still is Baltimore. But you look at this. Cleveland D, and that's where I think the kicker's going to be. Now, they have a top six pass defense. That's not really changing. They did go out and actually, st- they stacked the front seven a little bit. So they got almost better on their defensive side, but they're still the worst defense in the division as far as points against go. We're talking about Steelers, the Bengals, and the Ravens, all top 10 in defense as far as points against. The Browns were twenty-two point four, middle of the pack, giving up d giving up points like there's no tomorrow. So for me, I'm I'm gonna go over on wins here. Excuse me, I'm gonna go under on wins here because it's at nine and a half. I think this is a nine and eight team. I think their ceiling is ten wins. I mean, they were minus twenty in point differential, but you can't look at that season last year as what they're gonna be this year because again you had jacoby Brissett starting starting it out i'm just feeling again um even record in the division a four and four at home five and four in the road it's it's almost what they're going to be again I, it's just going to be contingent on if i'm wrong Deshaun watson getting back to a once upon a time mvp candidate i don't think he has that in him anymore I think this dude is not who he used to be. I could be sorely mistaken. I got the Browns at nine and eight. Don't feel great about it, but I can't sit here and make an argument for them to be anything higher than third in the division. And we wrap it up with the Pittsburgh Steelers here who, oh, by the way, have continued their streak under Mikey Comlin of never having a losing season. 16 straight seasons of 500 or better. Now, this gets interesting with the 17th game put in, took to all the way the last game. You saw the winning streak down the stretch for them to hit that moment. We got picket. We have a sophomore on campus coming into the fold. We don't have a great offensive line. Let's call a spade a spade. I Najee Harris has underperformed. And again, the, the issues with the what he had in his foot, the plate, the, the some something in his foot, not in his foot last year. There were two versions of Harris, but they don't have a great offensive line. They're hanging their hat on what they've always been an unbelievable defense to help their offense. What they were minus 38 last year and points for versus points against. You missed the playoffs, playoffs by a game, but there's two big elements that are cause for concern. Where is Kenny Pickett in his sophomore season? I did look great against that backup Bucks D to start that that drive in the first quarter in the preseason game. And then where is this offensive line? I mean, name a team that has had outside of the Chiefs, a top, a not top 10 offensive line that's been in the Super Bowl. It's not sexy. It's not glamorous to talk about. We live in a betting fantasy football world, but the reality is this offensive line is not good and they didn't shore it up. So to, well, well, they, they did do a couple of things, but I I just, I look at their defense and I do love what they did. Patrick Peterson is very exciting. Joey Porter Jr. is very exciting. You already have Minka. You already have, uh, of course, TJ coming back and you got the consummate pro on the front line with Hayward. You got guys, you got dudes, but this is a quarterback driven league and Kenny Pickett is not a top 15 quarterback yet. So for that reason, I'm gonna go over eight and a half wins. The Mike Tomlin streak continues, but I got him at nine and eight. And pending where they are on in division and in conference, how they do that. Once you're tied in the division, I got him. I got him last. I really feel I feel terrible about it. Ryan Clark's my guy. I grew up a Cordell Stewart, Bill Cowher fan. The bus. I just can't do it. You don't have. You have the. You have the worst line, and you arguably, and he's still serviceable and he still could be good. You, you have the worst quarterback in the division. I have to do it like that. A good team or two, let me remind you, is going home in the AFC North. So, But to recap before I go into player props real quick, I'm going to take the Ravens to win the division. I think the value, I think the timing of the purchase, and you look at the schedule, it all favors the Ravens a little bit. And, and I let me remind you Joe Burrow doesn't play the Ravens well didn't break 215 passing yards against the Ravens remember they played week 18 and in the wildcard round they barely got past the Ravens with Huntley at quarterback this division more so than any other division beats up on themselves I, I I just feel like not buying low on the Ravens but reminding ourselves who Lamar Jackson is when he's healthy. It's a great timing for the purchase. So I got a couple of player props going to go real quick, throw them in or not before I bring my guy Paul on. Let's talk about the Bengals on the player prop thought Joey Burrow. We know this. He does it once or twice a season. He goes ballistic on the yards and the touchdowns. Well, throwing. Three plus times, 400 yards or more this season pays almost six to one. It's at plus 550 DK. I saw it pending where you shop 2020. He did it once rookie campaign over 400 yards. Not everybody does that, by the way, 2021, 400 plus three times would have cashed it. Oh, by the way, a 500 yard game in his second season last year, he only had 400 plus once We know he's going to be an MVP in this league. We know he's going to get to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. Joe Burrow is that dude. Health is going to be the only thing in his way out the gate. I still think 400 plus in three plus games and almost six to ones, a fun little sprinkle. Again, breakfast money, utility bill money. Don't go ballistic. This one I absolutely love. Lamar Jackson over 725 and a captain hook rush yards. And over six and a half rushing touchdowns is even money on both of these accounts. Lamar's five-year career, he's gone over that 725 and a hook four out of five. The only time he did... Oh, by the way, in the last two years, he's only played 12 games. Over that number, on one of those occasions, played three-fourths of the season. He averages 887. 887, you have to include under a full output this is going to get slammed lamar's going to do this by mid or early december you have to put it in again not a greg roman super as much as todd market's going to be run emphasis team but when you have lamar jackson you're running the football point blank period. And then in his five year career, of course, he's gone over the six and a half rushing touchdown just twice. So not if I were to give you one, I'd go rushing touchdowns 4.8 TDs per year, but when he's playing 15 or more, he's averaging 6.3. So I I like that on the over again, he plays the whole season that puppy's going to cash up. This one is I'd say two units. I'd say maybe three units because Nick Chubb over eight and a half rushing touchdowns is Flat out disrespectful. 2018, 19, and 2021, eight touchdowns a pop. 2020 and 2022, 12 touchdowns each. Coming off a career high in yards, as I mentioned, over 1,500. And touchdowns with 13, 12 rushing, one receiving. What else do I need? No Kareem Hunt in the backfield. Top two offensive line. Nick Chubb is going to cook this year. And last but not least, I have a fun one again. I just kind of bash the offensive line. But Najee Harris taking the pressure off the sophomore kid, 150-plus rushing yards in two-plus games, pays almost four to one. Now, he's only had 150-yard game in his two-year career, but he's got to have those attempts increased if he's going to hit this. But I remember, we're in the beginning of the season. First eight games, he only averaged 13 and a half carries. Second half, he averaged 17. He gets closer to a bell cow back. I think he can have a breakout game or two. Worth a sprinkle at almost four to one. As we bring in my guy, Paul, here, as we wrap up the show, Ravens to win the division, it's going to be a riveting one, Paul. Let's talk some mailbag questions, my man. I don't know if you're with me in lockstep. This is a weird thing to cap when you have a franchise quarterback with a non-contact injury here. What say you? I like
1: it. I, I like the Ravens. I wanted to ask you, you mind if I tell you one of the most mind-boggling group of stats I've ever seen in my life? And I'm not kidding. I, I was blown away when I saw this on the Steelers. Hit me, I hit just me. saw it as you were going on your, your rant. With T.J. Watt last year, they were 7-2. and two. They allowed 17.2 points per game, 286 yards, 25 sacks, 16 turnovers, okay? Without what? One in six, 25.3 points per game, 389.9 yards, eight sacks, and five takeaways. Now, Monaco, those numbers are crazy. If you measure out each one over the course of a 16-game season, in points, the Steelers' defense goes from 30th to 2nd, yards 31st to first, the only team in the league that would have under 200 yards a game allowed. 32nd to seventh in sacks and 32nd to tied second in takeaways. That... I mean, you're talking about an MVP of a team.
0: I mean, I'm that's a fathomable great insight by Paul. Dude, that is insanity. It's in-
1: one of the craziest groups insanity. of stats I've ever seen in my, my life, the difference this guy makes on this team.
0: Uh, and he does, I mean, typically he's, he's able to stay healthy, but the Watt brothers always get banged up here and there. I, I mean, that is fascinating. There's clearly no more important defensive side of the player, including miles Garrett than Mr. J. Mr. T.J. Watt. That's you gotta wonder silly.
1: where he ranks when you even include quarterbacks and running back. Like, I mean, the numbers are just staggering.
0: That's staggering. Well, I mean, talking that bottom of the division out, no disrespect for the Browns or the Steelers. I, again. You're you factoring in and you dabble, of course, in the betting world, the AFC South and the NFC West. I mean, team total wins wise, uh, you can almost gift each team in the AFC North a a couple wins from each of these divisions they're playing. Is it is it ridiculous to say that all four of these teams can be above 500 in the AFC North? Uh,
1: I think you can say that all the AFC North teams could end up with 10 wins, as shocking as that would be. Wow. It would be it would be crazy but I but I can see it
0: that's the thing though talking this out with the AFC uh, not only is a good team going home three good teams are going home because you got seven making it and you know I'm already high on the Dolphins Jets and Bills getting there and I'm 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 not quite sure about the Chargers getting in though I do think they're getting 10 wins I mean this division would you say the over unders still probably one and a half and you take the over of Ravens and Bengals getting to the dance I mean any chance the Browns or Steelers shock the AFC world?
1: Person personally, and, and this actually leads in great to the mailback question <laughs> that we have for you. The over/under has to be a one and a half because I, I, I do think the Ravens and Bengals will both get in for sure. I'm very confident in that. But then, like you could even push it up to two and a half, honestly, because wow. the Browns and Steelers. Well, actually, then that's the first question for wow. you was you mentioned the Steelers, the Browns, the Ravens, all the like. If assuming let's just pretend the Bengals win the division, you need to have three other wildcard teams in the AFC. I know. So uh, you got to pluck from the three in the north. You probably have the Chargers. You have a bunch in the east. You have the Dolphins and Jets, like you said. And then even the Titans and Jaguars, I think the Titans are being a little underrated. What do you think? So for you, Monaco, you know, at this moment in time, who are your three wildcard teams? So who gets left out here?
0: It. This is this is incredibly difficult. I'm on the Budweiser hot seat, old school ESPN here. I I mean, look, like you said, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to be a double digit win wild card team without question. There's a world where 11 and six. I mean, I could see the Bengals and Ravens going 12 and five, 11 and six. You could flip those two around. I mean, at the moment, at the moment. I, I really regret saying this because I love the Chargers. They're they're my team. I mean, I'm a recovery. You're, you're, you're with boys. It. I, I mean, I think I gotta go. And, and again, Ravens to win the division versus the Bengals is my pick. E, however, you flip that, Ravens and Bengals are getting in. So sure. One of those teams for sure. I'll call it the Bengals for for this particular show as a wild card team. I gotta go Dolphins and Jets, man. I'm, I, I could be sorely mistaken. I just think, as good as this offense in Miami they're talking about is, they mm-hmm. got some dudes, Paul, on D, man. I, I mean, they got some dudes oh, yeah. in Miami on D. And, and we know, as we saw, even the GOAT Brady going down to Ace Ventura land, something's in the 305 to where. Teams on the road just don't show up. I mean, have you, you look seen at that you, drop off?
1: Have you seen the thing with the the stadium design down in Miami with the sun? Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh! Yes, the the road teams in the sun. correct? Road
1: teams in the sun. It's like twenty degrees hotter because you have that sun beating down on the field. A great That's advantage. Crazy.
0: I mean, so what? I mean, we're uh, again to me the four wild. There's four teams mainly, and then of course you got a Browns team that could shock the world. I'm not shock the world, but outside looking in you have again to your Titans point maybe they have a shot outside looking in and then yeah yeah, Pittsburgh I mean you can't count Pittsburgh out if they come in out of nowhere with a top 10 D I just have we ever seen in the history of the AFC this many quality clubs this many great quarterbacks on the same side of the NFL of the NFL
1: I can't recall I mean we just going through it now we were talking about 10 or 11 teams and the Patriots would be a contender in the NFC for a playoff spot. Oh, and we're Patriots not even talking are, about them.
0: Patriots are probably in the playoffs in the NFC. Yeah. I mean, with yeah. the top five D arguably. So yeah, that's, I mean, where, who are you? Who are your three teams? If you had to go wildcard right
1: now, right now, I would have the Bengals winning the AFC North. Then I would have okay. the Ravens as a wildcard team. I would have the jets. It's close between Miami and the jets. Um, now, when you, but real quick, you when
0: actually, you when you look at that AFC North and you look at the Bengals having to play Kansas City and the Ravens not, does that change who wins the division to you? I, I mean, that first place strength of schedule versus not,
1: not too much. Uh, it's something you have to keep in mind. But the Bengals, yes, they play the Chiefs as well as anybody else in, in the National Football League right now. They probably play them the best. So. The the first place schedule, I, I'm not too concerned with it. It's it's one something to keep in mind. But I actually also have the Ravens winning the division. With you, you do by have one the Ravens
0: game. winning the division
1: by one game. Yes, I do. That's cool. That's that's why that's why yeah that that's that's why it's me and you here.
0: I mean, well, I just again, I'm not down on the Bengals. The Bengals are in the playoffs. The Bengals are a double digit win team. The Bengals could represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. All of those things are true. But I, I mean. They don't dominate the division. The division, everybody's three and three. Everybody beats each other up. They're like the AFC North, like the Gronkowski brothers at at, <laughs> at dinner. I mean, literally competing for chicken thighs. Except it's wins in the division. I mean, that's how I look at it. So I just I don't love that he doesn't dominate the division because you look at like Mahomes in the AFC West. You look at his record. I mean, he scorches the division every year. He cooks the division. This division crosses so each many. other
1: Mahomes. Yeah, there's, there's just no other Mahomes. I actually have a couple of mailbag questions for you here. Yeah, yeah, a couple of rapid fire. Uh, we got is Nick Chubb a first round fantasy pick? And actually, this this one would help me a lot because I'm sitting there with the 10th pick this weekend in my draft. And I'm looking at guys. I think you might have Barkley, Stefan Diggs, Nick Chubb available, Derek Henry. When it gets to my pick at 10, is Nick Chubb someone that, that I should be looking at? It sounds like you're expecting a big year.
0: I'm expecting a huge year. I uh, and again that that offensive line thing. I mean, you're a fantasy football guy. You you know I don't I don't know if that little stat I rattled off earlier in the show matters to you. He had the most the most twenty plus runs. Um, I I mean, look, if it's between that's where it gets tricky. If it's between Diggs and Chubb at ten, I mean, the answer is yes. I think Nick Chubb is a first round draft pick. Do I think he's a top five? No. Do I think if you're at 10 like you now, is this a 10-team league or a 12-team league? 12-team league. Half PPR. And it's a snake. So ah, PPR half point?
1: Half PPR, yeah.
0: I think I'd go Chubb over Diggs, man. I I mean it's and again, Diggs is that guy. I remember we did one of his prop bets. He is great. For oh, so touchdowns, yeah. but I believe he doesn't, he's not insane in the rece- He's almost the opposite of Justin Jefferson, where Justin Jefferson doesn't get in the end zone a ton, but he cooks on receiving yards. I, I think I got to go Chubb, man. I, I mean, I, who is a better situational fantasy football running back next year than Nick Chubb? I, I mean, take Kareem Hunt out and you have an arguably even better offensive line. I don't know how you don't, I don't know how you don't take him at 10, man. I, I mean he's
1: catching passes too in the training camp. They have him come, he might be the third down back there, which would make his value skyrocket. I
0: mean, he hasn't had anything less than eight touchdowns in five years of a resume. I I, I would have to say yes, I'd go Nick Chubb at 10. Um I may regret it, but it's like Diggs is a top seven wide receiver, probably, right? Top seven. I would say so. I gotta ask you.
1: And I'm not sure if you know off the top of your head. I'm looking here. I got this little fancy draft book in front of me. It has all the stats from last year. Did Diggs have one receiving touchdown last season?
0: Diggs off the top of my head. I know he had had a crazy low number in that category. I mean, because like
1: you said, the past two years, 1,225 yards, 1,429 last year. But I'm seeing one touchdown in 2022. That just
0: can't be right. That's not right. There's no chance. There's no chance. I
1: love that. We're fact checking on air right now.
0: Yeah, I, 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 (laughs) there's no way. Nah, that wasn't one. It wasn't one there. There. You know what they did? Cause it's 11. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. That makes way more. Yeah.
0: Somebody, somebody on one of the sites just didn't give you the double, the double one, but no, I mean, I I was about to say, Oh oh my God. Yeah. But no, but to, to that point though, he's only broken double digit touchdowns twice, Mm -hmm. um, in his career. But yeah, I mean he's a he's a guy that's gonna get you over eleven hundred, probably twelve hundred yards. We know about his receiving acumen. He's gone over hundred receptions in the last three years. I just I don't know. What do you do in the fantasy world? Do you take the seventh, sixth, seventh best receiver?
1: I lean running back. Would you go Chubb over the number
0: one running back? Would you go Chubb over Saquon Barkley? I, I think I would go Chubb over Saquon Barkley. I would. I would. The only reason is because Daniel Jones is off career high. I know it's ridiculous to say this, but Daniel Jones is off career highs, rushing yards, and rushing touchdowns. Ah, I mean, and and Saquon got uh, so many, what, 295 carries off the dome, I think. I mean, that's just insane traction and not not a dude that's necessarily been healthy every year, every every game. Nick Chubb is is an iron man. I mean, Nick is in right. the lineup. I, I think you got to go Chubb over Saquon. I really do.
1: Okay. Okay. And one more here. Jamar Chase is over under for receiving yards is 1,300.5 for next year. I know you're big on Burrow. Are you over that for Chase? And then a follow-up, do you think he should be a top five fantasy pick? We talked about the receivers who are all going so early this year. You'd have to imagine he would be if you follow that that current draft strategy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think to that that part B, yes, he is a top five. Um, you know, he's a top five talent in the league at, at, at skill positions, in my opinion. And, you know, we, we, we don't talk about it enough, but I mean, these dudes were throwing the rock in college. I, I mean, that is so special to be able to do that from college to the pros. Their rapport is one of one. But I mean, yeah, you look at his numbers last year. I'm looking at he always has a breakout game. Last year, he had two games at two touchdowns. I believe it was the year prior he had a three-touchdown game. I mean, I think he has to be a top five. The problem is he got hurt a little bit, um, so his numbers are down, obviously, if you're just looking at uh, over a 1,000 yards, nine tugs. I mean, he's a double-digit. He's he's a touchdown machine, and this is a dude that gets the luxury and, and, and some call T. Higgins a 1A. He has the luxury, uh, unlike a lot of these other guys. I think really Tyreek Hill is the only one that has a true luxury with Waddle, speed for speed on both sides, that gets to lean on the fact that the defense has to stay honest with with T. Higgins. You can't just double Jamar with T. Higgins on the other side. I got to go, yeah, to both.
1: All right. right. Just think about that LSU team. Burrow, (laughs) Jefferson, Chase. That might wind up being the greatest quarterback and then duo wide receivers. You'll ever have an ink for a college football team.
0: Honestly, CEH owes them his entire <laughs> pro. I mean, he should just split his his signing bonus up between the three of them because I, does he even get drafted if it wasn't for those guys? I mean, honestly, LSU offensive players getting getting uh, just come-ups left and right from being on that team if you made the league. But yeah, to your point, might be the most decorated offense. In the history of, of college, a recent memory, college football, just the passing game, the passing game. I don't piss any Miami Hurricane fans off from the OOs. But yeah, yeah. I, I think I think you I think you got to go chase top. I mean, if you you're, were sitting at the yeah. fifth pick, would you go chase?
1: Uh, fifth pick, assuming it would go McCaffrey and Jefferson, probably Eckler in there. Right. I, I'm actually imagining Chase is going to go next him or Cooper Cup. So, yeah, yeah, I I'd take one of those two guys if they yeah. fail. Yeah, absolutely. Right, we got one more for you here in the yeah, mailbag, yeah. and this is a fun one. Has Steelers Ravens was staying on brand on theme with the AFC North? Has yeah. Steelers Ravens been the best rivalry in the NFL during your lifetime?
0: I think it's. I. I, I mean, I think it's got to be. I, I. I think back to all the Sunday night football game, big games, Big Ben versus Flacco early ravens with ed and ray versus joey porter senior and the boys i mean heinz ward decking dudes across the middle as a wide receiver on offense i mean it was like it was like an ongoing joke first to 17 points do i dare say 20 <laughs> wins wins that game I, I mean death taxes and take the Ravens Steelers unders um but I'm looking at 33 and 25. The Steelers, believe it or not, lead the overall series. It's just, it's, I mean, it's, again, it's not historic as far as you can't go back pre 2000 to, to look at it, but I mean, 2000 on, I think it's gotta be, I mean, up there, there's so many historic rivalries though. So I historically know, but in my lifetime, you know. Two or three decades I've watched this team. Yeah, I, I think it's in the conversation. I mean, does anybody I mean, what, else? What
1: come else? Our- what else? Yeah, like you had a, a flash in the pan with the Seahawks and the 49ers in the 2010s, but I don't think that the longevity or even the intensity of that rivalry matched Steelers, Ravens. Yeah. NFC East is always there. The, I mean, there's so many good ones between the the Cowboys, Giants, and Eagles, mainly, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, that's uh, where the that's where the history is gonna win. Um, but as far as just, yeah, game to game, year to year, anyone can beat anyone. I mean, Ravens Steelers has to be.
1: Now, you might have a better a better grip of this than I do on out west. Those AFC West rivalries are really intense, right? Especially between teams and the Raiders.
0: Yeah, yeah. Everybody not named the Chargers has intense rivalries in the division. Um, Because, okay. again, <laughs> you know, you saw my Padres rant. Nobody cares um, about the Chargers. They just don't care. I mean at all but I will say Raiders Chiefs historic Chiefs Broncos sick Broncos Raiders sick so yeah I I mean that's that's not a a, a game you want to wear an opposing jersey in that stadium you just don't but yeah I mean decorated I'd say Chiefs Raiders is probably uh the most decorated one that goes back. But again, you know, the Chiefs were not the team to beat for many a years in this division. I always remember growing up, Trent Green, Priest Holmes, Tony Gonzalez, they were good. They weren't great. Uh, you know, it was a Broncos division after it was the Raiders, you know, of course, in the John Madden, Howie Long days. But we're going back before our pay grade um, on that one. But yeah, to answer the question, I mean, Ravens, Steelers, top, top two for sure. Um, but yeah, history, you can't go them, but in my lifetime for sure.
1: Monica, will you give me a second to rant here about something?
0: Dude, please take a
1: minute. I I would like to say over the past 20 years or so that the Vikings and Packers has been a a great rivalry. But the problem is, and it really pisses me off, is that (laughs) the the Packers main rival is the Bears. I feel like, and this this is going to sound like you now, I'm watching a rom-com and (laughs) the Vikings Vikings are the second girl, the one you know that they're not going to wind up with. And it's just it's infuriating because it's the bears are always terrible and there's a great (laughs) rivalry between two teams and the Vikings and green Bay. And you just know that you're not the one they care about. And it's, it drives me more crazy about how much I dislike the Packers.
0: No, I hear you, but I mean this is this is your time to shine, baby. This is where <laughs> the the guy in the friend zone gets you know gets the girl because I it ain't Jordan Love's division. I you saw Collins' opening rant the other day. I mean they're still babysitting him with check downs and PA rollouts. They don't trust him. So again, you go quarterback by quarterback in that division. Packers have the worst quarterback in the division, but no, I hear you, man. I mean. The Viking cell, you guys have just such an incredible fan base, and oh, deser- you. and you deserve. <laughs> I mean, you do deserve nice things. You really do, do deserve. Well, nice we we don't
1: get nice things. We <laughs> certainly don't get nice things. <laughs> All right. Well, that's great for the mailbag there. I'll let you wrap it up before this turns into a therapy session.
0: (laughs) Hey, I'm always up for a therapy session, baby. Hey, for Paul, for myself, Moneyline Monaco, appreciate you listening, breaking down the AFC North on the Volume Sports, YouTube channel, Podcast Network, and of course, Amp. And as always, we get out of here by reminding you, don't forget to hug your mothers. We'll see you next show. The Volume.